Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man on the Post podcast. We are back. It's the start of a brand new season and we're going to go behind the curtain today. We normally do this in secret and post it on a Google Doc, but this year we're going to get the predictions from the Man on the Post team, or some of them. Some of them decided to join us. Anyway, I'm your host, I'm Ross, and with me is James. Hello. Chris. Hiya. Adam. Hello. And Dave. Hello. How are we, gents? Grand. Okay, thank you. Yeah, great. Good, 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 good. Right, I'm a sh- I'm, before we kick on with this, we're going to obviously do the predictions for the Premier League champions, the rest of the top four, the bottom three teams, the cup winners, uh, both English cups, the top scorer in the Premier League, the biggest spenders in the, I suppose, the winter transfer window, whenever that will be, um, how many managers uh, are no longer in their positions when the season finishes. Uh, that they were in the start of the season, and who is the first manager to depart from his club. Shall we kick off with who's going to win the league? And does anyone have anyone other than Liverpool or City? I got Man City. So no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all the questions are going to be this tough. <laughs> it will get harder. Um, but I'm assuming we've all got one of those two teams, yeah? No, I haven't. Oh, James. Uh, okay. well, considering, the, considering the five signings they've made, yeah. and those five signings will improve any team, and they're all individually and collectively quality players, um, I think Chelsea will do it. Wow. I, I can't Are they going to get a new manager then as well? Yeah, I can't <laughs> have Frank Lampard winning the Premier League <laughs> as a manager. Well, no, I, I think personally, uh, having watched CH firsthand since, since he broke on the scene here in the Netherlands, he's a wonderful player. A striker such as Timo Werner, he's got tremendous movement and he can put the ball in the back of the net. Chilwell has his critics, but I rate him very highly. And I just think that the nucleus of those five signings in particular, they can all individually win games and also, you know, have standout performances. So that's why, that's why I think Chelsea, really. Chelsea, you think they can defend? The yeah. Oh, uh, Sorry, I was just going to ask James if he thinks that they can defend well enough this season to pull up 30-odd points on Liverpool or Manchester City? Yeah, but every, every, I know it sounds cliche, but every season is different. Liverpool are not going to have a season like that last year, are they? City. That's, well, they uh, have on two seasons ago. That's true, James. But it would seem quite consistent with Frank Lampard that he can't defend on the counter-attack because his Derby side were the worst, the most counted-on team in the Championship and his Chelsea side were the most counted-on team in the Premier League. That's quite consistent. Yeah, well, as I say, I mean, but it's also good for the viewers and the listeners for, to, to throw something else in apart from the obvious. So well, I'll go yeah. for Chelsea in that respect. Definitely. Even on the other car, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. 
Chris, you've got the City. You're not confident in Liverpool repeating. Fergie always said that was the hardest thing to do, wasn't it? He did. Um, uh, it was an 18 points difference last year. We haven't really strengthened our team. So can I see us dropping nine points? Yes. Can I see City gaining nine points from uh, where they finished last season? Yes, I can as well. Fair enough. Adam? Did you, did you really think... What, what answer do you think I'm going to give you? <laughs> the boys in blue. You think I'm, pla- think I'm planning on wishing that on myself again? <laughs> City for you then, obviously. Dave, what do you reckon? Can yeah, you see I've, gone, I've gone City. Just, I think I said that earlier on the last episode of the, of the review last season. Um, I think Liverpool have been quite lucky with, with injuries. Um, mm-hmm. I can't see them going another season without losing one on that front three for any great period of time. I don't think you've, they've got that much strength and depth, really. Um, and they've been fairly, fairly lucky to be able to field more or less the same 11 or 12 uh, from the bench or whatever for most of the season. They'll be lucky to get to that again. On James's point about Chelsea, I mean, it would be nice as a neutral to see a third team get in there, but until they sign a new goalkeeper, can't see it. And I think <laughs> yeah. sign, signing five players is all well and good, but one, it'll take them a while to gel. I think maybe season after next, they might be better better equipped. But uh, as well, like they were never short of goals. That was never the issue. It's stopping them has always been the problem. Like They got beat 3-0 off, say, Sheffield United. I mean, they might go and score four goals, but you kind of expect to do it every game, so... I think they want to. Are watch. you seriously suggesting it's? Are you suggesting it's nice for the neutral to see Chelsea do well? Is that what you're? <laughs> you said the third team. The league, you didn't. So. You didn't narrow it down to Chelsea. Yeah. Ah, yeah, no, but... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> At this stage, um, like, Klopp, so, Klopp so also has. Klopp has no history of, of back-to-back titles either. I know for, for those things are there to be broken, but he doesn't. He has not won. Well, you can already. You can check, Chris. But I've done it myself before. <laughs> <laughs> just, just rely on my ability to Google things better than your ability to Google things. Yeah, but you got it, you got it wrong last night in the Ben Chilwell too. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's our private chat, Chris. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for Liverpool. I think they can just repeat. I think. <laughs> sorry, mate. I know. Um, I'm just sitting here wishing good things on you, and you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I think. I don't know. They've not got any worse. And although City have improved, I think their priorities lie elsewhere. They still want to win that, that Champions League. It's, I think that's where their focus will be. And second place and maybe closing that gap a little bit will be the best they can do. I can't see Liverpool not strengthening at all, maybe in the, the winter window. They'll, they'll surely bring someone in. Surely, Chris? Is there no uh, money there at all? To, I just want to ask Adam about um, Jürgen Klopp because he won the Bundesliga in 2010-11 and then 11-12. you <laughs> According to Wikipedia. Anyway, you're saying about Googling stuff, but you got something wrong last night as well. As well. So, oh, we, I we, think you might be confusing. Anyway, you carry on. Yeah, that's all our league winners. Um, I've got City finishing second. Um, I'm assuming if, if City, if uh, Liverpool aren't winning the league, Adam City, um, Liverpool going to finish second, are they? Or are they dropping out of top four so. altogether? Unfortunately, so. Yeah, Dave, who's finishing second for you? Yeah, I've got Liverpool second. Uh, Chris? Uh, I'm afraid it won't be back-to-back uh, titles for the second time for Jurgen. I'm going for them finishing second. I think Chris has been changing Wikipedia. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do that. Come on. You <laughs> even think I know how to do that? <laughs> uh, James, if, if Chelsea win a league, who's going to finish second to them? Man City. Oof. Collapse on Liverpool, Chris. I, I, don't, I, I personally think that Man City kind of... There has to be... There's going to be a bit of a regression to the mean and I don't think that... that I think they got punished every time there was a def- like I just think that those results aren't reflective of their overall play yeah um, 
I don't I don't see them dropping that many points again this season. Can you see them not being flat track bullies this year? So they they won at Watford and teams like that, sort of eight nil and five nil and stuff like that. But they lost to United twice and things like that. Can you see them getting points off the teams around them? Well, I can. I don't. I don't see any team scoring ninety uh, odd in the high nineties to win the league this season because I think that the the chasing group are a better bunch this season than they have been for the last couple of years. Yeah, I think what said it about Liverpool was right in the fact that they they're only a couple of injuries away from being down to Zerdan Shakiri and Divock Origi and people like that. I'm hoping big things from Rian Brewster, but that'd be fine for you, though, Chris. That's the dream, isn't it? But also, you know, when I talk about that, when I talk about that, like regression to the mean, you have to think about the times. How many games did Liverpool have where they were three, four minutes away from drawing, losing against Villa, Sheffield United, the two that stick, stick out in my mind? Mm. Um, that's not to say that they couldn't do that again, but that you could. It's it's not hard for sort of that to be for this season to be the outlier for a normal season for them to be down at sort of even if they're at ninety points, right? Like you said, Chris, it's easy to see them dropping nine points. That's not that's not impossible after what they've after the sort of levels they've hit last yeah. year. Nothing and they were a slump at the end of last season as well, weren't they? So it's um, it's it, it's all very well to say it's a new season, and everything. But it's hard to sort of turn around a real form like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, who, who makes up the rest of the top four? I've got oh, in all the Liverpool, City, Man United, and Chelsea. I, well, I've got Manchester United and Chelsea in third and fourth, just like you. Yes, me too. Dave? I, I've got Chelsea third, Man United fourth. And James? James, tell us about how good Donny van der Beek is. Um, oh, I've got Liverpool third, Man United fourth. Nice. Don, Donny van der Beek is a real team player with a fantastic work rate. And um, I think he'll do very well at Manchester United. Manchester United have turned that midfield around from being a huge area of weakness to... It's their strength, isn't it? One of the one of the best midfielders in the Premier League in under just under Shawshank, right? Yeah, yeah. Shame we can't sign any defenders. Though. They're still going to be a bit frail at the back, but still got Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the inconvenient. I wonder truth. if Bruno Fernandes though. I mean, he had such a fantastic scoring streak. There's been there's been so many players that have been bought that have gone on sort of streaks like that, and it sort of stops come the second season or it's not as much of an impact as second season. Salah was the same second season. He wasn't quite up there as his previous levels. I mean, I don't, 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 he's still got greedy, time. Chris. Don't pretend he didn't try and steal all those goals. He's still, he's still got that in him. Don't let him, don't, don't think he's lost that. No, I just, I just wonder, because I, I wonder how many, uh, or oh, how Bruno Fernandes can carry that on because I think an awful lot of his goals are penalties as well. Yeah, they can't get another 45 penalties, can they, next season? That's good. Oh, I think, yeah. they, I think they can, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Underestimate them, Dave. No, sorry about that. There's no crowd, though, Dave. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I want to influence the rest. Doesn't matter. As long as you're in Old Trafford, you've got a chance. It's interesting you say that, Chris, because I, I think there were, after, towards the end of the sort of second bit of the season, whatever we want to, the post-lockdown bit, um, Bruno, there were parts of Manchester United Twitter that were starting to criticise Bruno Fernandes, even as he was 
It was basically if he did if he didn't score all these goals and get all these assists, what would he be doing? Just <laughs> <laughs> be another Man United it's midfielder. Like, it's, it's like the anti anti Jordan Henderson argument, Chris. Yeah, he'd be Jesse Lingard. That's what he'd do if he wasn't scoring or assisting. <laughs> and can I just ask James why he doesn't think Arsenal are going to get top four? Uh, because the short of it is we're not good enough. They can't defend as well as Chelsea, that's why. No, it's the short of it is we're not good enough. Um, I don't think there's much of a team ethic there to sustain it over 38 games. I think there's too many individuals that are looking out for their own interests. And I think you'll see that over the course of the season. Um, If you ask me where I think Arsenal are going to finish, I think we'll finish maybe 7th or 8th. Oh, I've got Arsenal in 5th. I've got them in the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, same. Yeah, too, Yeah. Wolves and Arsenal I got for the Europa League. Yeah, Wolves, Arsenal, and I've got Spurs down in seventh. I don't know if that qualifies for Europa League. I don't really know how that works. I haven't watched I, Premier League for I a long think, time. I, I think you're all blinded by the fact that you don't want to like Jose Mourinho, so that's why you've got Spurs finishing so low. Hey, I like I, they, he, seventh he is actually, high. He actually, turned, he actually turned them around and had them, like, I believe that their sort of form under Mourinho would have had them sort of as a top four team. So... I've still got them as low as sixth, personally, but I think that they've got... I think they're better than you're giving them credit for. Yeah, they're seven, I think Harry Kane will probably have his perennial injury, and I think the whole Ndombele Mourinho thing will <laughs> come to some sort of head, especially if they don't start very well. I mean, you know, he, he could have his third season syndrome as early as sort of 11 months in. Sounds like um, Ndombele's not going to be there. I've not really seen him link with the move away. I've seen him link with sort of the fact that Mourinho doesn't like him for whatever reason, but I haven't seen him link with going away somewhere. I've seen stuff linking him to you, though. Oh, okay. Um, they've lost for Tongan as well, haven't they? That's going to be a big loss. Yeah. Good, move, good move for him, though, where he's going. Very good move. Where has he gone? Come back to Ajax. Ben Oh, okay. Let's move away from the Premier League for a minute, then let's... Pick our FA Cup and League Cup winners for the FA Cup. I've gone for Wolves. I think it's about time that team won a won a trophy, and they, they I just got well. from strength to strength today. So I'm in Fabio Silva for thirty five million pounds. I went heavily for Wolves as well. Strike, strikers from Portugal are just as good as those ones from Holland, though, aren't they? They, they always <laughs> score goals. And Jimenez worked out all right. It was their previous record signing. This guy is eighteen, but, but a bit of pressure. He was from for Spain, him. wasn't he? Porto. Oh, Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez yeah, played for Benfica. Portuguese. Oh, did yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Who you got winning the FA Cup, James? Man United. <coughs> okay, Dave? Uh, I've gone for Chelsea. Okay, and Adam? <coughs> Manchester United. Fair enough, what about the League Cup? I've got Arsenal for the League Cup. They well, obviously, League Man Cup. City. It's just what Pep Guardiola <laughs> does. Man City. <laughs> Pep, Pep loves that League Cup. Just going to r- roll over everyone and just... <laughs> I've got Spurs. I'll give Phil Ooh. Foden something to do. Jose does like the League Cup as well, doesn't he? He's won that a few times. Yeah, he does. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe if he does do a K and he sort of stays, then um, then yeah, I could see his name on this. That is a good shout, Chris. Mm. Uh, James, League Cup winners? Arsenal. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. In locks that with me. Let's go for the top scorer. Who have you got being the Premier League top scorer? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to go for Timo Werner. He's going to hit the ground running, I think. I said Danny Ings. Ooh. Back to back. Was he what last year? No. Jamie Vardy went last year. He was runner up, yeah. Ah, okay. Dave, you got? I've got a Bamiyang again. Um, he's always he's always there or thereabouts. Like he's just he's like a one and two striker. He's eleven to two currently to be top scorer. 
Timo Werner's 10 to 1. Uh, Adam, who you got? Yeah, I've got Bamian as well. Um, I think it would be, <coughs> yeah, if Bamian or Kane can stay fit, it'll be one of those two. Uh, James, who you got? Timo Werner. Nice. There's some good options. Are we all convinced that Timo Werner's going to play through the middle all the time? Yeah, I think so. I'm not. I'm not either. I think whenever any player comes to the Premier League for the first time, there's very few come from the Bundesliga and hit the ground running. I think a few of them might take a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, and I think he could spend some time playing out on the left as well. But they've got so many options as well. Like It's hard to say what they'll do week in, week out, especially with the way it's structured with the Champions League um, being every week for six weeks. Um, what is it? Jesus Christ. It's like every Wednesday for six weeks with like a league game in between. So that's going to be Interesting how he rotates the squad. Nice. Still got um, Olivier Giroud there as well to get past, of course. <laughs> and Tony Abraham as well. Top scorer last season for them. Yeah, true. Lampard doesn't need to know which one he's going to play. I'm, I'm assuming he's got to play Werner, but yeah, like you say, he could play yeah. from the left. He's got a great movement as well, though. I think that will really help him in the Premier League. Mm. You know, his, his movement oh, he's, he's and you know, def- you know, pulling defenders out of position. And I think his movement will help him score a lot of goals. He's brilliant. I wonder if he needs team with Werner more in the Champions League. If it's if if it's such a um, high intensity from sort of high frequency league or um, or set of fixtures, like they said, maybe he'll start Champions League games and just be a sub for Premier League games. Maybe you can't see him being risked against like sort of Villa at home or something. Well, yes, that's the thing. In, in that six week period, I think there'll be a lot of rotation mm. um, while they're playing yeah. essentially two very big games a week. Um, I'll yeah. study who they've got after each Champions League game, but it's you know, it could be anybody, couldn't but um, I think the Bundesliga is we've said before, like a lot of average strikers got a lot of goals in the Bundesliga. I'm not sure you're saying he's average, but it's you know, he's kind of got a bit to prove, I think. I think with Danny Ings as well, he's not got any European football, so he's it's not like he's to be rested on a Saturday for midweek games. So mm. I think he's got a clear run at the Premier League, and if he does get in a um, a scoring form, I can see him sort of topping the charts. He's 18 to 1 at the minute, that's not bad. Okay, that's a decent. Well, that's definitely worth an each way bet as well. Um, some others that could be interesting. Mason Green was twenty-eight to one. That'd be uh, if you can continue that form from last season. Calvert Lewin, Adam, sixty-six to one. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's Marcus I'll Rashford? Be, I'll be your bookmaker for that. What, you can have. You can name your odds. <laughs> Rashford's eighteen to one, same as uh, Gabby Jesus and Daniel. That's, that's not What's, bad Anthony, What's Anthony Martial? Twenty to one. Mm. He, I'd say yeah, that's a decent bet because the way he played through the middle in the latter part of uh, lockdown and stuff, he was on a do- I find it interesting that beforehand. yeah, mm. I find it interesting that Rashford's the shorter odds than Martial. Definitely. Yeah, David, I'm, I'm struggling. struggling to, I'm struggling to find a. Well, yeah, he's 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 below Dwight Gale, and Dwight Gale's a hundred to one. <laughs> Dwight Gale's out for three months as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> So is Joel Linton in a way. Joel Linton's 200 <laughs> to 1. Wow. He's got longer odds than Patrick Bamford. That's, That's actually about, a Come on, Ross. We all want to know about Rodrigo. Come on. Rodrigo, I can't actually find in there. But Pat Bamford's 125. Uh, oh, yeah, there he is. Rodrigo Moreno's 50 to 1. The same as Richarlison. <laughs> yeah. What's my salad? 5 to 1, the favourite. Is he? Because he's greedy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Takes other people's goals. Um, let's go for let's go for some managers. How many are going to be fired, sacked, leave their jobs? How many are going to be without the same job they start the season with? I've gone for six. Uh, 
That seems high. And I can name them if you want. Go on then, name them. Well, I can't name their names because I don't know some of the actual managers who they are. Um, but Fulham's manager is going to go. Villa's manager is going to go. Scott Parker. Who's Villa's manager? That. Dean Smith. Dean, Dean Dean Smith. Smith. That's it. Brighton. They're going to fire their manager. Graham Potter. West Ham. Moisey. Is that Moyes? Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Chelsea. Lampard. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the fans, really. And um, Burnley as well. I think they're going to finally have enough of. I'll grab well, voice. I think there's. You think he'll resign? Only when there was Daish. Who Daish? Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna. He won't be there at the end of the season. Now let he. I think Daish. I think Daish is in a sort of Eddie Howe position, right? Where. Where where do you go for it? No, no, but as in, as in, I think that they'd let him burn the place down and finish. <laughs> and they'd let him go for full-on Premier League, tw- Premier League record lowest points before they fire. And they'd, they'd, and then they'd still let him leave at the end of the season without him being sacked. Yeah, I, I think that I, I went for three because, well, maybe four, depend, and it could then get messy if managers move around. Right. But hey, can you give I, one of those answers? I, well, I'm going to go with three. I, I can see Moyes getting fired. I can see Billich getting just being mental because it's what he does. Yeah. And I think Roy Hodgson, after how bad Palace were after the break, <sighs> I was going to put Roy, but I felt so bad looking at his little Hodgson, face. Hodgson I could easily be the first manager gone. I mean, there's, there's always a chance Roy won't survive the season in many ways. Cause he's, yeah. Because he's four thousand years old. We're also having a death list, and I'm also going for Roy Hodgson on that. Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> Covering your bases there with Roy. Um, Dave, how many are going? Uh, I've got five. I think obviously Watford not being in the league yeah. harms that number a lot. <laughs> um, but I'll also, nine. <laughs> I think uh, the whole sort of COVID scenario probably will help a few managers hang on because people will be less inclined to. To, uh, give the bullet, but yeah. I've gone for five, and I've got Moyes being the first to go. Nice, I've got Scott Parker being the first to go. I think Fulham are going to be a disaster. Um, just giving him a new, he's giving him a new contract yesterday. Yeah, it's Fulham, like I suppose. <laughs> exactly. With Fajikanovic after being a really good Championship manager as well. Uh, James, how many are going? Who's first to go? Uh, I think five will go over the course of the season, and I think the first to go will be Steve Bruce. Dave might have something to say about that. I think Steve Bruce would be the first one to go. He might be fully on board with that decision. He's very, very pleased with that, yeah. But no, there's absolutely, there's absolutely no chance of Bruce being sacked. <laughs> and Chris? Um, I went for four and first manager, Brendan Rodgers. Oh, wow. Is he going to leave for a bigger job or is he getting fired? I'm not sure because Leicester have got Europa League football. I was, ah. I was sort of banking on them having a bad start, especially with the way they finished last season as well. All of, all of a sudden, Ronald Koeman's gone already and... Rogers eyes himself a bit a step up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. Let's go to uh, who's going to be your biggest winter transfer window spenders. And I've gone for Newcastle because that takeover is going to happen, Dave, at some point by someone, and they're going to go mental and spend loads of money. I mean, I'd love that if it was the case, but uh, I- I'm just not getting my hose over anything <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Yeah, um, I went for West Ham because I think Moyes will be sacked before then and I think they'll probably appoint Rafa eventually after being caught in him for like four years now. <laughs> um, so I think he'll end up there and he'll be able to spend his way out of trouble. Okay, Adam? Um, Manchester United. Oh, okay. And that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't sounds like an easy answer, but I think that Manchester United have proven themselves as having a bit of a history of 
identifying targets, not being able to get those targets, but then still being willing to go and get them in January. Yeah. Um, no matter how big those targets are. So I can see them trying to spend £120 million they could just spend now and, buy, and have Jaden Sancho arrive in January or something stupid like that. Yeah. I like that, actually. It's not a bad shout. Um, James, who's going to spend the most? Liverpool, I think. Ooh. I think I think obviously that their investment in the summer wasn't wasn't massive outlay, and I, I don't think they'll have a poor season. But I think they'll uh, the people at board level. I think they'll look to reinvest in the next uh, transfer window, which is why I think I think they'll spend the most. Which Southampton player are they going to buy now? <laughs> Danny uh, Ward Prowse. <laughs> Fair enough, he's a good player. He is a good player. I don't yeah. know my Arsenal in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's a decent player. Chris, I can't quite. I I just want to counter to James. Is I can't quite see that because Liverpool pulled out a Timo Werner when seemingly having him all but in the bag um, and the reason for that was finances so I can't see us going all out in January I'm not sure haggling over Thiago as well we're going to have that that sweet 13 million Genie Wijnaldum money to spend (laughs) I don't think Um, that about Barcelona I think think it's pure um, people linking the um, the nationalities, the same way Depay has been linked with uh, Barcelona and the Dutch me- media, and Kuma won't last the season anyway. From someone, who's, from someone who's been managed by by Ronald Koeman, James, I'm going to say I don't agree. No, he won't last the season. He won't last the season. This oh, no, Barcelona that job, I might agree with. <laughs> no, the Barcelona job will go the same way as the Valencia job did back in 2007, where it will all go um, all go south, and then he'll make his excuses, and then he'll be out. Uh, out via the back door. And then in strides Brendan with his envelopes. <laughs> um, um, horribly, I agree with Adam and for the exact same reason I'm going Manchester United. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, we've only got one thing left and that is who is going down? Who, let's, let's go. Who's, finished, who's finishing 20th? I've got Fulham. Fulham. Me too. Yeah, Fulham. James? I think West Brom will finish 20th. Okay. Adam, you said Fulham as well, yeah? Yeah. I've got West Brom at a competitive 19th. Yep, same here. Same. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, I got Villa at 19th. I like that, Chris. I've given Villa one more extra place in 18th. Yeah, same. Yeah, West Brom in 18th. Have we all got the same three teams going down? Just no, in different I've, positions? I've, I've, got, um, I've got West Ham. West Ham, oh, really? Fulham, West Brom. It annoys me that Brighton are going to survive because they've seemingly become Leeds' rivals this uh, this summer. But you know, they're going to just... I think the other three teams are just going to implode. Do you know what? There's some absolute dirge in the Premier League. Um... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I don't think you will. I think if you... Uh, uh, Sam Maxwell no, there's and two teams, Cameron, There's two other Man- teams at least worse than Newcastle. Yeah, I think, Crystal Palace, uh, I think. Uh, I am just going to go with West Ham because... There, the place is a shit show, but Crystal Palace would be a um, very nervous seventeenth for me. So I think Palace are going to do all right. I think Eze is going to take the league by storm. He's a really, He's a really, really player, exciting yeah. footballer. Yeah, I was and quite sorry he left QPR, but I think, I think maybe he needs a bit of time. I think in West Ham's yeah. favour, I think they've got Jared Bowen as well, who I think will be able to sort of get a few goals as well. Um, and Michel Antonio, I think, is always. He's not prolific, but he sort of gets key goals. Goes on spurts, I'm... doesn't he, as well? 
I mean, yeah. but things, are go- things are going on so well at West Ham that their captain is openly defiant against yeah. their fans. Yeah, that's not a good start, is it? I don't think that's season. Ask Xhaka how that goes. Yeah, but he's, he's, loved, he's, like... he's loved by the fans now. They hold him in the same regard as Tony Adams, or at least some of them do. <laughs> I don't think last season Crystal Palace scored more than three goals at all. Oh, I'm sorry, more than two goals, sorry, at all, uh, throughout the whole of the season. So It seemed like across the entire season, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In all the games combined. That, that's just post-lockdown, got... right? No, that's the whole season. I, no, I, 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 meant, think... I meant total. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've got a, a striker, that Ben Teke, that can't score. Jordan Ayew was their top scorer with nine goals last season. Uh, and their midfield yeah. is just completely... Sturgid and like James MacArthur and James McCarthy and Wilfred Zaha wants to leave and he didn't have a great season last season. A lot of Palace fans say that Max Mayer is a really good player, but they didn't get the best out of him last season. Um, and There's no mobility just, in that team at all, is there? No, I, I, th- I think we might. I think there's a chance that we might have seen the best of Wilfred Zaha. Um, I think you're right. Purely from a position of the fact that I think he's a great player, but um, Crystal Palace last season wanted something in the region of what 65 million pounds for him mm. um, I don't know what the valuation will be now but I can't see after his performance last season after the sort of general economic climate I can't see anyone being willing to match not match that or meet what I imagine their valuation is this season he's 27 he's clearly, now as well he's 27 he's clearly got himself in a position where he thinks that he is that Crystal Palace I think is beneath him or, and he wants yeah. to experience something higher than that. But I can't see anyone being anyone who he, I can't see where that stone, where that stepping stone is. And I can see that resulting in a deflated player who will essentially kind of down tools. Just coast through the season, yeah. Maybe, I mean, where do you maybe, think coast, maybe coast through the rest of his career. Where do you think his level is? Is he a. Because he, he had a chance at United and it didn't work out. So is he, he had a chance at United. He had a chance at United at like 19, right? He did, yeah. Where he he made one of the greatest contributions to football there's ever been, which was when he turned up to his medical wearing a T-shirt of the... um, What's her name? The woman who who Ryan Giggs was... um, Oh, Imogen Thomas. Oh, Imogen, yeah. He turned up to his medical in an Imogen Thomas (laughs) T-shirt. He's he's golden by me. ...failed at United. Yeah, there is well, another, yeah. another reason why Sahar failed at United. Yeah. David Moyes' family. I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but somebody told me that he slept with David Moyes' daughter. Yeah, that's a story. Was allegedly, 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 allegedly. Chris, fucking hell. No, I just wonder whether he, his only chance of moving and it didn't work out. And I wonder whether some Premier League managers look at him and think, well, you know, someone took a punt on him once and it didn't work out. And I wonder what his level is. Is he a Champions League player? Is he a Europa League player? Is he a top 10 Premier League player? Where does I think he's definitely a top 10 player because I think that last season, I think it was well documented. I think that Arsenal were, defi- Arsenal were probably interested. Everton were definitely interested. There have been long periods where Spurs have been interested. Um, I think that... He's not. He doesn't meet sort of Spurs' mo anymore at 27. Um, that's why I, say I don't. I don't see where the stepping stone is. I wonder how long his contract is. I mean, will he do a Bosman in sort of well, next year a or big, year after? There was a big deal about the, how the, he did. Was it two years ago where he signed a really long contract on like 120 grand a week? 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think it was like a five-year deal. So I imagine he's probably under contract until he's 30, <clears> I guess. Yeah, and that's it then. There's no money, big money move then for a player that plays like he plays. That's... No one's going to want to give 120 grand a week like he's getting now either. He's, he's sort of stuck there, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, oh, I imagine there's some dross getting 120 grand a week at, at Everton, mate. Yeah. Um, what about Sheffield United? Does anyone see them doing like a, a Reading or an Ipswich and having one good season and then relegating the next? No, not with that manager. I've got them firmly manager. in mid-table. He's, he's, he's yeah. far too good. I don't. I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll scale the heights that they did last season with all those useful Billy Sharp goals that you predicted. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see them at, at, at any point being in any looking over their shoulder in any danger. I think they'll be top of the bottom half of the Premier League. Yeah. You don't think the overlapping fullbacks have been found out and people know how to play against them or anything? Though? Well, they're overlapping, they're, aren't they? Overlapping, overlapping centre backs. Centre backs. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Billy Sharp scored three. Sorry, he scored three. Fifty percent uh, of his goals just like that, Ross, just disappeared. <laughs> was what was yeah. that one in the FA Cup though? No, it's all right. So Premier League, yeah, 27 appearances, uh, three goals. Yeah, do you think people assess uh, that the way they play and we'll get them this year or something? You don't think no, I, I, I think having spoken to a lot of players, Chris, that have played under Wilder, you know, at Northampton, Oxford and Sheffield United in Stearman, you know, about, to learn about him as a man manager and what he does and what he says to his players, it's, it's no wonder they performed miracles at every club he's been at. And I think the biggest problem for Sheffield United is eventually a bigger club will come in for him and I think he'll leave Sheffield United. I don't know if it'll be this season, but um, I think that's the biggest worry for Sheffield United going forward. I wonder if one of the problems of Bournemouth is they kept all their players that were being from sort of like Championship League 1 and League 2 and whether that sort of caught up with them in the end and whether that will happen to Sheffield United at some point. Yeah, Chris Basham can only last so long as a Premier League centre-back. And David is Steve Cook. I think in terms of what you're saying about about them being found out, Chris, like this isn't 1982 and like teams have the ability to sort of do in-detail analysis of games. Like it wasn't this newfangled Sheffield United rocking up and no one knowing what was going on. <laughs> like they should have been prepared. And yeah. I, what I find interesting though, James, is I, what, what bigger club does he go to? Not like... Well, if none it, of those top none of those top six clubs are appointing Wilder. All right, but if Ancelotti doesn't get off to the best start, right? Yeah, and and you, so Everton wouldn't look at a Chris Wilder, would they? Uh, I would like to think that they would. Yeah, yeah, we mean a boy down right? the wing. Is it the dice thing? And while we've got while we while we've got Ancelotti signing all of his ex mates from his his, his old <laughs> clubs, I'm feeling really great about this season. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing bad ever comes from a manager who can't identify players who, apart from ones he's had before. No, I, I, think, I think maybe Everton. I think I, I don't want Bielsa to leave Leeds anytime soon. But if Bielsa was ever to leave Leeds, I'm sure Leeds would take a look at Wilder as well. So Wouldn't I think there are different, would, think there are would, different would, options. I think would Wilder take a look at Leeds though? Is that uh, yeah, yeah? No, I think he would. After Ross said Liverpool going to win the league, we'll say it. is Leeds a step up? Let's be honest. From Sheffield he's, he's, United? He's hated it by is. Leeds fans. I think it's a Sheffield United In my opinion, I might add. Go on, Twitter. Mm. Um, any other surprises then? I mean, I think it, it plays out fairly standardly, I think, this year. I've got 
What do you, what do you think Newcastle will finish? David, got them firmly mid-table as well. Eleventh. Um, if we get the players we've been linked with today, it seems like we've actually woke up and started to buy some players. We get Lewis from Norwich and um, Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson. I think we'll be fine. Um, Wilson I think will be around the 12th, 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 13th again. Um, three relegated players? Three relegated <laughs> players, but I mean, Ryan Fraser, I, I like a lot. I think obviously his contract situation has probably played a big part in the last 18 months of his career, but you know. Beggars can't be choosers, Chris. So he'll he'll do. I, I would take. I'd have taken. I'd have liked Evan to take a look at Ryan Fraser. So I think he's a good player. Someone yesterday did a thread on Twitter about like his, his stats, which I know some people buy a lot into, but he's, he actually scores pretty highly in terms of like key passes and things. Um, and obviously him and Wilson have got a good relationship from a few seasons ago, Bournemouth when they were something like with thirteen each, something goals and assists, which was. Yeah. Are you just gonna? Sl- is this going to be a war with Villa as you slowly? <laughs> A, a war of attrition as everyone bids slightly higher. Is this going to turn into a? Is there going to be a bid of like from Newcastle of twenty-one million and one pound for? Canada? I think it's it's heading that way. But we've got the ultimate trump card of a big fat juicy Matt Ritchie, which Bournemouth want, and uh, <laughs> Villa, Villa don't have that card. So <laughs> fair enough. Thanks, that's Dave. Um, uh, how he thinks um, Fraser and Wilson will play with Almiron and Sam Maxman because they played to be your key players last year. Yeah, so if I was setting the team, we'd have St. Maxim on the left, Fraser on the right, Almiron in the sort of 10, and uh, Wilson as the striker. Um, Bruce, quite a, a, a exciting attacking. It's a decent front four. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with it, but Bruce has got a thing about playing Almiron on the right, despite him never playing there before in his career. Um, and he, he's never really excelled there. So that's a bit weird. Um, he also has a thing for putting St. Maxim in the, in the number 10 role. Mm. Um, which again totally nullifies him as an outlet because he One just obvious gets, wingers in the Premier League. Exactly, he gets swamped up by the by everyone else in the middle of the pitch. So that, yeah. And his other sort of boner at the minute is playing Sean Longstaff as a ten, which <laughs> might or might not work. Like it's because he's, he's he's a bit tall, you see. So that's kind of like, <laughs> that's kind of the tactics we use. So um, whether he plays the, the, the as the four I'd like them to be, I don't know. Um, we've also got Jeff Hendrick, which <laughs> will that help? <laughs> He's, he's he's a, a, he was linked with Milan. He's a, he's a decent can we talk about, defensive can we, talk about the, can we talk about the elephant in the room you haven't mentioned up front? <laughs> when you say elephant, do you mean horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, we, I, we all saw the goal he scored in pre-season. Yeah, he, he literally looked like a horse doing keep you. <laughs> can I... Can I give my prediction for... Well, it's not real road prediction, but what I think will happen. Yeah, go for it. I think Leeds and Southampton will both finish top 10. I, I was about to say my my two predictions would have been Southampton to finish in the in a Europa League spot. And if you're going to have a full-on out there prediction, it would be that there could be an absolute Guardiola-esque meltdown and he doesn't he's not Manchester City manager at the end of the season. And Bielsa will be. <laughs> no. There's no project there. There's no project. I've got Leeds finishing 12th uh, for what it, what it matters. I've got Everton in uh, 10th and Newcastle in 11th. So one of our teams is just nice you, to clump there in the middle of the table. Gonna the, is Bielsa going to see out the season with you? Because is he out of contract or something? Or he is. The contract is all agreed um, bar him actually putting his signature on it. He's more in, every, Apparently, according to our um, managing director, every time they speak to him about a contract, he's more interested about talking about training or uh, players they're signing than actually signing his deal. So... He, did, he you say will... we're gonna finish, did you say we are going to finish 10th? Yes. Ah, oh, disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You can only have so many old men with one name in midfield. How many of your players... We'll we'll see that challenge. (laughs) How many of your players that you came up with do you think are um, decent enough to carry themselves in the Premier League? Like half a dozen or so? Uh, Yeah, five, six. I think the keeper's really good. He's 21-year-old French under-21 international. He'll be the this is the racist one, is it? No, that's not the racist one. This is some giant spider boy. He looks ridiculous, um, but he's pretty good. Um, I think Stuart Dallas is good. He plays left back, even though he's a, a winger. Um, Calvin Phillips, obviously, England international, in the squad at least. I think he's fine. Um, and obviously Pablo Hernandez. No, Clitch or Alien. Yeah, click yeah, on that. Yeah, Ailing's good. Although I think he might get found out with the the, the Ailing flop, which is an actual Wikipedia page now. That um, he is quite successful at any time anyone goes near him, he gets a free kick every time. Um, I think he he'll be okay, but I think that's that'll do well in the Premier League. Well, <laughs> that is a position we're looking to strengthen. I think is uh, another centre back. We've been linked by a, with a Croatian centre back slash right back for twenty million pounds, who's a right eighteen year old, which is disgusting money I'm not used to this it's making me feel a bit ill all this money we're spending fish tanks how, how long until the Leeds fans turn on turn on Bielsa because Rodrigo sat on the bench and it's just week after week of Patrick Rutherford never Leeds <laughs> fans will never team. turn on Bielsa no, there are, they, there are they, some they, idiots they won't. On, there are some idiots on 5 that with the money what, what are Bielsa's odds to be manager of the year oh um, let me have a look on that one I can't find that right now He's um, Patrick. You get him in a double of him not of him being fired and manager of the year. Never fire him. He might just walk away though. Yeah. I don't think he'll walk away mid-season. No chance. Oh yeah, he's got no. He's got ask Lazio. He never does anything like that. Yeah, Yeah, we we haven't lied to him. (laughs) You look at you look at Lazio off the field, Adam. When have they ever been stable? Especially with the only they've got now. Oh, we're talking about Leeds. Yeah. Do, do you want to introduce to Leeds United? <laughs> no, no, but I think I think Lazio are a lot more volatile in terms of their expectations and actually things going well and letting things go well than what Leeds actually are. But that's yeah. just my personal opinion. Bills is twelve to one to be the next manager to go, which is fairly high. But Hodgson, Who? Moyes, uh, Hodgson, Moyes, Bruce, Smith, Parker, then Bielsa. Steve Bruce isn't going anywhere, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Lay that one. He'll be there forever. And, um, Ross, how do you think Patrick Bamford's going to get on? I think he'll score seven goals and it'll be a successful season for him. Yeah? Yeah, he'll, he'll do both. Is he one of these players that needs, like, five chances to score one? Or is, is he more prolific than that? No, he needs 15 chances to score one. And we will create chances. That's what His we job do. isn't scoring goals, though, is it? No, that's why we signed Rodrigo as well. His goal... Bielsa doesn't judge his strikers and if they score goals he judges them on what they bring to the team and it's all about creating chances and would you like Joel Linton <laughs> <laughs> he never stops running he's a bit too rich for our blood though but... well <laughs> probably not market value is currently 18 million pounds according to transfer marked so that's, that's good half what appeared from so yeah. he's year we don't know <laughs> No, we're, we're in, That's we're forced direct economics for you. <laughs> we are in for some interesting players. So I'll be interested to see if anyone else comes in uh, in the next few days. But yeah, I think firmly mid-table. I think we'll have a little wobble uh, around Christmas. We always do. But apart from that, I think we'll be fine. Can I say, Adam, what he thinks of um, Alan signing as well today? 
Um, so I've been quite disappointed with the Everton transfer policy in general because um, we're about to spend the best part of £70 million on, on, on three players who are going to have almost no resale value because it's going to be two 29-year-olds and a 27-year-old. Um, and I quite like us to see, I can't see why a club like Everton can't follow uh, like an RB Leipzig model and buy young players, develop them and push them because Leipzig have shown this season how you can do that and be competitive and play exciting football and have a progressive manager and do all these sort of things. Mm. Um, I am a little concerned about Ancelotti going back to the well of players who he's managed before because I, I always personally see that as a little bit of a, a weakness in a manager but kind of made my peace with it that we do, we are about, we, the Everton's big problem, after, especially after lockdown, was that midfield was piss poor and offered absolutely nothing. And the idea of us now sort of maybe playing a, a 4-2-3-1 with uh, Alan and Decore and James Rodriguez as the 10 is far more exciting than watching Gilvie Sigurdsson and Tom Davis do absolutely nothing. Do you think Everton think that they're a big name, so they have to sign sort of quote-unquote big-name players like James Rodriguez rather than go down the Leipzig model? Um, I think there are probably some Everton fans who think that, and I think maybe we have an owner in, in Missouri who has a bit of a, a chip on his shoulder who sees that as a way to success and has always wanted a big um, a big brand name signing um, but hey what are you going to do like I don't know we'll see Not Thomas could be really good he's a good player well he was at World Cup six years ago eight years ago wherever it was <laughs> Six, yeah, Hirsch was brilliant at a World Cup a long time ago. <laughs> Six years ago, yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I the only one who has those general, who sees that as like a shortcoming in a manager that you have to go back to the well of the same player over and over again and you can't identify other targets? As a man who's, as, who's clubs and managed by Neil Warnock and has seen Paddy Kenny and Michael <laughs> Brown, no, I'm very much on board with this. I think the problem is with that, it works up to a certain point. So you've got your tried and trusted players, but of course those players get older and then when you can't call on them anymore, you're sort of, what's your plan B? So I can see why you think that. Yeah. I, I just think it lacks imagination. Mm. Yeah. There's hundreds and of players. Well, I'm also a little bit concerned that apparently James Rodriguez didn't really do, didn't pull up trees in, in, uh, in uh, Munich because he found Bavaria a bit too cold. <laughs> well, Liverpool's perfect for him. <laughs> Having said that, when I play they, football manager, I always him, end up buying the same five players. So, have they tried to tell him it's like a microclimate in <laughs> Finch Farm or something? I do think it's got disaster written all over it, though. Hammers in particular, like it's the type of signing where usually you or us make it like this. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, we've cracked it this time, and he'd be terrible. I just don't, I just don't see the this as being the best way to spend. Seventy million pounds. Like I know that we couldn't be possibly be fishing in the same pond because he had a um, Real Madrid had a first option on him, and he's then got gone to Manchester United. But when you think about Man United paying thirty-five million pounds for, for for Van der Beek and then us paying 
something similar to that for Rodriguez. I just think you know, the two aren't really in the in the why are we doing that as opposed to the other. Yeah, I know that he would. I know that he wouldn't come to us and like this is a bit of a fall from grace for Rodriguez in that regard. But I just wish that we were buying play. Uh, I, I think when you look at how teams have moved up at a sort of like a tier from maybe where they were, whether that's Liverpool or that. Uh, well, the ones I really look at in, in England, I think of in recent years, I think of Liverpool and Spurs have moved up from the sort of tier they were into the tier they were, whether that's Liverpool as like a, a top four club to a, a title contender to Tottenham making it a top five, top six when they were a sort of mid-table team. They've done that by buying young players, developing them, selling them on. And like, yeah, I can't imagine a situation where Tottenham bought a player that didn't have resale value for them. And you look at the sort of the ruthlessness and their activity, even with a player like, like Christian Eriksen, like they just, they got value for him, even if it meant just getting whatever they could with, after, with only six months left. And had his best years as well, yeah. Shouldn't you be looking at players that like what we're signing? We're trying to sign Rodrigo De Paul from Udinese, who's been linked with Juve, but we're trying to sneak in there and sign him. Shouldn't that he's thirty million pounds? Shouldn't you be trying to get someone like that as well? Like twenty-six-year-old Argentinian international. Twenty-six would still be too old for my blood, Ross. But yeah, I, 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 I see your point. Um, I'm hoping that in you know in an ideal world, I'd love to see a sort of supplement these free signings with a good couple of of low moves I'd like to see us considering we always do them a solid and take their, their dross off them I'd like to see Man United do us a solid and loan, and loan us one of their right backs um, Jesse Lingard has got Everton written all over him <laughs> oh god Sunderland that's disappointingly true Sunderland still be interested <laughs> I think Jesse Lingard is richer than the entirety of Sunderland at the minute <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and yeah, I'd like to see that. And I was joking with my my Arsenal supporting best friend today, but I think we should go for a, a, a cheeky bit to try and take um, Aaron Ramsey on loan. But that was just to try. That was as much to try and wind him up as to for me to dream a dream. <laughs> did he, did he bite at, when you when you wound him up? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I thought he might. Do you look at teams like <laughs> Do you look at teams like Leicester and how they bought and think we should be doing that? Yeah, to an extent, but. I was. I think that the the, the whole Leicester. What, what do you mean from sort of Leicester because they won the title, or Leicester because of sort of where they are as a club now? Because I kind of think look at those as two separate things. Where I think of Leicester, the Leicester that won the title kind of bought five lottery tickets and they all won. And oh no, I mean Leicester, Leicester now. Yeah. Um, so they're about to move into some hundred million pound training ground, and well, that will be another example of of a team and. Not quite so much with sort of like Kante, because I think that that was kind of, again, one of those lottery tickets. But when you look at what they then did with that money, they then went and bought players. Like, like they bought Harry Maguire, they went and sold him on, they had a replacement ready. Like, that's a, yeah, that is exactly the kind of thing that I'd like to see, see Everton doing. I, I think it's, And you especially won't go broke doing it in the Premier League if, you were, if we bought youngish English players, because they will always maintain some degree of sell-on value. Hey, bargains are out there. Andy Robertson and Yuri Tielemans and, and people like that. There's always bargains out there to, to get. Mm. That's why, why scouting is so important, isn't it? I mean, if you look at Castagna, they've brought, he's a very good player. 
even from his days at Genk, he was a very good player. And um, so, the, so the last thing you'd want is for your club to have sacked all their scouts. Yeah, no, but we don't know what we're doing. We don't know <laughs> ourselves from our hero. But we and we've got too much. We got too much self-interest, and it all will it will come to a head sooner rather than later. I mean, you, like for example, Arsenal are now paying Ozil, William, and Aubameyang in excess of three quarters of a million pound a week. That's that's one example. But you know, who, I'm just according to some a negative Arsenal fan, but I only say what I see. On the on the other hand. On the other hand, James, you could have like like we have, where most clubs have a director of football to have a sort of like a longer term vision, as opposed to the short term managers. But we just fire our directors of football. And I'm like, I think we've had about four now. Yeah, you took Steve Walsh from Leicester, didn't you? And then has he gone? He went quite yeah, quickly, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got um, Brands now for who we took from um, Eindhoven. Ah, right. Okay. He was. I said before that Adam, he did very well. But I said they're really reaping the benefits of, um, of investing in youth. They did it about five years ago with a new training complex. And when you see their first team, which finished second last season, joint second with Ajax before the season was curtailed, they've got players like uh, um, Colt Maynard in the midfield and Calvin Stengs on the wing. You know, they're all from their own youth policy and they're both, in particular, two very good players. There you go. That's what you're asking for, Adam. Just give it five more years. <laughs> <laughs> can, I about, can I say about Newcastle? Um, how he, where is he in the sort of Newcastle sort of level of despair? Because he sort of almost had the dream, and it was taken away with the takeover. Um, but then, if you compare in the past, there's like relegations and party and joking here and all this sort of thing. So, where on the sort of Newcastle scale of despair is how is how is he feeling now? Um, well, pretty low down. Um, I, th- I mean, if you look at all our stats from last season, to me, we weren't relegated. We were bottom of everything. You know, chances created. Um, all the sort of XG shit, which people go on about. Like, we were, we should have been relegated by all accounts. I don't really know how we got away with it because Lord of centre-half scored um, from corners and things for the first part of the season. Yeah. Because looking from the outside, I, sort of thought, I thought Steve Bruce had done a good job. Because well, he... in the sense that we didn't get relegated, he did a great job. But, but you didn't finish 17th either, did you? Remind me, remind me if I got, did you get, did you pick up more points than you did under Benitez as well? No, we got one less. Um, but, I mean, this is the argument though, I mean, Bruce was able to spend 60 million on forwards, and granted one of them was terrible, but that's the way it goes. Benitez had like a negative spend from his time there, and we finished 10th with Hosselu and Gale as our strikers. Um, so, yes, Bruce has kept us up and he's kept us in mid-table, but... I wouldn't say he's done a great job. Like he he outperformed, outperformed himself. Like when he was appointed, I felt we would probably get relegated, and he managed to not do that. Had we appointed another Premier League manager, I wouldn't have been as worried about being relegated. But Bruce was a he's a Championship clogger. Um, he's had a day at the top, even they weren't great. Um, and now we're like I think we were the first Premier League club appointment for something like ten years. We did promote a couple of times, but no Premier League club actually appointed him for a long time. But you realise if you if you fire him, you're probably going to get like Mick McCarthy as a replacement. Well, that's the problem. Like I was just saying before, I can't see Bruce being fired unless we're like Miles could have drifted at the bottom because he's uh, he's the dream manager for for Ashley and that he does what he's told and likes it, um, and he's never going to get any better than us. So he's um, and he's also a, allegedly a fan. So like he's kind of win win. I, I, I was about to ask that question. So like I know that there are a lot of. Newcastle fans who resent him for that 
for being a sort of because well, they see him as an Ashley yes man, right? Or yeah. maybe because he managed Sunderland, all of but is do you do you have more of those views or are you closer to there's a because there's a part of me that feels sorry for a guy who's managing his boyhood club and is just essentially hated by everyone who yeah. turns up to see what, him do what, it. What is it? Like I don't I don't hate him as a man. Like I hated Pardew as a man because he was just a sliveling shit and everything he said was just <laughs> derogatory. He was derogatory about the club, the city, everything even in like a backhanded kind of way. Um at least with Bruce I feel like Obviously, he wants to do well for obviously obvious reasons, but I think he knows he's in a position where this is as good as it's ever going to get from. And also, the story of Steve Bruce really is that, um, like his, his, his like his parents died within a few months of each other, yeah. and they were obviously Newcastle fans. So for him to get the chance to manage the club shortly after his dad had died, I, you know, I, I get that on a personal level. It's, you know, it must be quite quite a chance for him. Uh, obviously, wouldn't want to ruin that. Um, I also thought a lot of him. Who who was it? He took the job for when he refused to start straight away because he promised his dad he was going. Well, that was that was Chef Words. That's where that's where we poached him from. So he they they let him have two months off essentially to go and watch the cricket in the Caribbean. He was there for four months and then left for us. Um, so you know, I mean, he's obviously got a history of leaving clubs to go to other places. I'm pretty sure this will be his last job in in certainly the top level. Um, he'd already spoke about kind of losing his enthusiasm for the game and stuff. So good for him that it's come back but like we're miles ahead miles behind so many other Premier League clubs when you think we've got Steve Bruce, Steve Agnew, Stephen Clements and Steve Harper, all the Steves is our is our coaching team. Um when you look at most other clubs have got some sort of continental influence in there. Um we're just miles behind where most clubs want to be. But we're aiming for seventeenth and that's kind of what the problem's been under Ashley is that seventeenth is where we want to be and as an above that's a bonus and that's not really a way to run a club. How much say would he would he have had over something like the Joe Linton transfer? Would that have been sort of foisted so, on him? Or? Yeah, so with Joe Linton, um, the rumours of him started like the previous January and Benitez apparently didn't want him. And Joe Linton signed before Bruce was officially manager. It just was only, he was unveiled like the day Bruce was in, unveiled. So it screams dodgy agent deal to me. Um, I can only imagine, as, as we said countless times, like he got something like seven Bundesliga goals. There was nothing in there to suggest he was worth 40 million. Other than being, we what twenty-two and Brazilian, yeah. yeah. You know, there's no there's no record there. Just even the, I think he played in the Austrian league before that, and even that he only got like ten goals. Like it's not like he's like a Holland type who was ripping him everywhere he went. He, did, you um, pay, did you pay forty million for him cash? Probably, yeah, in brown paper bag. <laughs> so that's more than we paid for a Charleston when we were getting him from Watford. I know that, that's the that's how lunacy the deal is. Like we wouldn't. We wouldn't give Benitez a pot to piss in. Like uh, everything he, he spent, he had to sell someone to do it. Yeah. Um, but he let Bruce spend. Well, he, he spent forty million on this fairly unproven Brazilian striker who's turned out to be utter shit. Um, I mean, he might come good yet. I mean, I'm not going to write him off after a season. But what do you get? Two league goals in the end. Yeah, two and thirty played every game. For two goals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got forty-three goals in one hundred ninety-six games in his career. Exactly. So that's your question, Chris. Yes, I'm quite. Low down on a despair scale. Um, <laughs> I know you weren't a fan of the old Saudis, but um, from, a, from the city's point of view, like the lift it would have given everyone up here to have millions or potentially billions ploughed into the city football club, it would have just been nice to have a fresh start and something positive for a change. And instead, we're left with an owner who doesn't really want to be there. We've got a manager who's out of his depth. 
We've got a team that's just lost 1-0 to Stoke at home in a friendly. We, lost... we lost 4-0 today on a Wednesday, don't worry. Well, well, we lost 5-1 at Middlesbrough oh, on okay. Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> so thing, thing, things are going well, really. But like I say, <laughs> but signs... nothing stays the same forever, Dave. Well, 13 years uh, is long enough in my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but, but nothing, nothing stays the same forever. I'm inclined, to, I'm inclined to think with Ross, sooner rather than later, something's got to happen, surely. Well, the, the difference is this time it seems like Ashley actually wants to sell, which hasn't been the case the uh, the previous two or three or four times this has come up. He seems to have been a bit wishy-washy with it, but he got as far as actually accepting the deal this time. Um, I, um, pre- oh, sorry, a friend of mine works for um, for Evan Cycles, and um, who uh, Ashley has, has bought and is sort of integrating into Sports Direct, and he, he's um he, he's like a buyer in the head office, and he was meeting. Ashley, and he asked me for any advice. I was like, he's just had £300 million taken away from him from the Premier League. I <laughs> give him a wide berth. I was like, he, might be, he might be unhappy. <laughs> this is the yeah. thing. I think he obviously wants £350 million in his ass pocket to go and buy every shop in the world. Uh, and then he can dominate the high street or whatever he wants to do. Um, and I think the promising thing is that there's obviously people who do want to buy it. They just need to find a way to trick the Premier League into thinking it's not the certain people who own it. Um, this um this Newcastle could not Newcastle, this um was it the Billy Bean consortium could uh could be interested. I think that's the one that Scudamore was involved in. Oh, the the um the like the money ball type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would be interesting. Um whether wasted on us or not, I don't know. But <laughs> they've got the they've got the funds because they so it's essentially a uh a company, a listed company on the New York Stock Exchange, that raises money with the promise of trying to go and invest in a football club. So they have the the cash there. So yeah, yeah, it could be ready to go. Yeah, so I mean, they've they've been mentioned. The guy who sold Roma recently, he's been mentioned as potentially wanting to buy another club. Jim Pilotta, um, ah, him. Um, Michael Chopper tried to get a um, a company together to buy us, but it turned out they were like photoshopping pictures of Obama into meeting them, so that didn't even get off the ground. What's um, the name of the What's the name of the guy with the dodgy boat who owned Leeds Ross? Could he? Oh uh, well, we had uh, Massimo Cellino. He's knocking around That's Charlton the... at the minute. <laughs> oh, he's busy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain, Dave, because we had Ken Bates for ten years, and you just wanted him gone. But eventually, he sold to GFH, who were a Dubai bank who had no money, and then he sold to Cellino, who was a criminal, and then eventually they sold to um, Rad Rosani, who's actually got some money and has done well. So. Yeah, the answers are out there, but I mean, it's not always I'm... green on the other side. But it's got to be greener than Mike Ashley, though, isn't it? So? But has it though? Like that is the slight risk you said though. Like, uh, like for all of their their faults, and I can hundred percent see those faults if I was a fan yeah. of of a club that was owned by Ken Bates or Mike Ashley. They are essentially, for what almost for want of a better word, and this is or hat. They're essentially well-run clubs, right? That they are run to a, they run to a budget. I, the problem with Ashley is him just ripping money out of it by advertising St James's, um, from advertising Sports Direct everywhere. Mm. But yeah. they are run. They are sort of a, like a fiscally conservative, well-run club, as opposed to some of these clubs with, with huge, huge deficits that. Well, Reading, yeah. about paying three pound for every pound in wages. 
I mean, that would be all well and good. If, but the problem is, all the debt is to him. So, like, there's a hundred something, like hundred sixty million in debt to him, which, granted, if he was running the club properly, we wouldn't care about. But the fact is, he doesn't really want to be there. He's not interested in us being the best we can be, which is really hard to take as a fan. Like yeah. turning up and it just feels like a, a, a stupid idea to, to spend money on tickets and shirts, whatever else, because yeah. he doesn't want us to achieve anything. Um, I mean, I get, I get that, but that, so that, for me, that feels as much about the economics of modern football as it does about specifically being a Newcastle fan, right? Because what's what's better having that with because that's essentially a, a, for a Premier League club, that's a whether that's to Ashley or not. If Ashley was to to sort of pull up the drawbridge and say, to Newcastle and say, "You're not having a penny more of my money. You've got to be completely self-sufficient." And I want you to finance this debt. As a Premier League club, they could probably do that. But if you have a manager who lets you go and run his checkbook wild, and you end up five, six hundred million pound down, down the way, that becomes very dark times for your football club very quickly. Well, yeah, but there seems to be something in between, which is what every other club's doing. Like that's, that's yeah. the problem. If every if every club was doing what we were doing, I wouldn't mind. But the fact is that we're being left behind and outspent and outperformed by clubs who. You know, ten years ago, were three divisions lower than us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that that's, that's, and that's that... the problem. Really, it's it's jealousy, really, because I mean, as if everyone else was was as shit as we were, I wouldn't mind. But being overtaken by clubs who we, you know, were streets and streets ahead of just five, ten years ago. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. I've seen teams like Bournemouth and the, these sort of teams just overtake us while we've been languishing the championship, and it's it is it's jealousy, and it you want that for your team more than anything else. But especially, I mean, Ross, you'd be in the same position as me, where like. We've played Champions League football in our lifetime. Hmm. Um, probably early 2000s was both. Yeah. And we'll we probably never will again, unless something dramatic happens, like had the Saudi... Yeah, the investment needed. It, 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 was, it was feasible. It could happen within five to ten years. Yeah. If they were going to spend the billions of pounds that they could have done, we could have been back up there. Hmm. And now, in, in reality, we're more likely to get relegated again. It's all Chris's fault. It's all Chris's fault. <laughs> you both mentioned about Champions League football. My team has played Champions League football 20 years in a row and the majority of the fan base took it for granted. <laughs> took, true. The majority of the fan base took it for granted, slagged off every opponent that they didn't know that wasn't Real Madrid or Barcelona. Getting beaten by Monaco, for example, was a prime example of that. Yeah. And then, so you look at the Arsenal fan base in terms of Champions League, you know, for nigh on, for nigh on 20 years, the majority of the fan base just took it for granted. And you know, oh, as long as we get top four, we'll be all right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, um, obviously, you know, I'd rather be in it at a minute, but we, we're not good enough for Champions League at the minute, so I'm, I'm not bothered. You know, so you know, Europa League is Arsenal's level at the minute. I'm <clears> sure, <throat> I'm sure that Dave won't, won't appreciate this comparison too much, but at that point, Arsenal were essentially a Champions League version of Newcastle, though, right? It was just about. Finishing fourth, getting in there, but then there just the trophy, there's no ambition. Yeah. There's no ambition to win the Champions League. You're, a, you're always going to just scrape through your group, finish second, yeah. and and get hammered by either Barcelona or Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I noticed especially towards the end when I started to go to games from this end, even with the Europa League, you know the people, the, the disdain and the, the ignorance as regards to opponents is is bordering on ridiculous, you know, and like losing to Ostersons at home getting beat by Wren, losing to Barty Bodisov away, and everybody thinks, getting knocked out by the last 32 by Olympiakos, and everybody thinks it's fine when the season before we reached the final of the Europa League. So, um, just goes to show the differences, really. 
Yeah, Arsenal fans, not obviously you, James, but others used to really wind me up on Twitter when we'd be losing away to Kettering in League One and you'd be losing to someone in the Champions League and they'd be screaming blue murder. So, yeah, priorities, there's different levels to this. You're, mm. You still made five million from that loss. We just, yeah, we played these, in front of 3,000 people. These things are relative, though. Yeah. These things, like we had this debate the other day. Like The level, isn't it? In the group, like you're allowed to be frustrated at your own position and have your own level of expectation because otherwise we can't be in a situation where no fan is really justified to have any grievance against their club unless you're Berry. Exactly. Yeah. Every other club can then say, well, you haven't got it as bad as we've got it. You haven't got it as bad as we've got it until you don't have a football club. We do a weekly podcast for the Barcelona fan who's perennially in crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were, top, they, were top of the, they were top of the league before they'd sacked Valverde and were apparently in crisis. <laughs> it's been an interesting couple of months. It's also a, stra- it's also a strange club, isn't it? If you, if you delve deep into the history of that club, you know, it's not all blue skies and champagne, is it? And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't care for Barcelona anyway, but, you know, you look at their history, how they were found. Like having you in the last 16 in the Champions League. Even before then, I mean, even under the day, I mean, I, I love Sir Bobby Robson. What he did there was tremendous. But even after that, with Van Gaal, for example, and, you know, he, um, obviously he, I live in a country where the, every, every Dutch person is obsessed with Barcelona. You know, they think Barcelona can do no wrong and the sun shines out of their arse. But that's just something I have to accept. You've got to get over Robin Van Persie kicking the ball away. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just, not just that. Not just that. <laughs> We won't see we won't see it this 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 season, guys. But in terms of what we're talking about here, it'll be interesting to see watch Ross's relationship with football again because you, you've got this season, mate. You're back, and and you're going to enjoy it. And everyone here thinks you're going to stay up. But as a little bit as Dave alluded to there, and maybe I don't. James maybe feels he's got one foot in this camp and one foot out, and Chris is very much on his own because he's got twelve different teams he can pick. But <laughs> the rest of us, like, once you get into that second season, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, what, yeah, what, what is are you the ambition? For? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm already mourning when Bielsa leaves because we're going to get someone like McLaren or some shit like that, and it's going to be a perennial struggle to stay in the league. And but it's... at least then you might get relegated, and then you can win the. Then you've got a chance of winning the championship. But the thing is, Leeds aren't a yo-yo club. If we get relegated again, no. we're not coming back up for a long time. We're not, we're not a yo-yo not... club. I love Padre, you... you know that. <laughs> Ross, do you not think that Rosani's got too much about him to appoint someone like McLaren if Bielsa was to go? I think, yeah, the, the other targets when we've got Bielsa are Antonio Conte and Claudio Ranieri. So he thinks <laughs> big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, one just won the Premier League, for instance. So, anyway, yeah, I Bielsa mean, there's, not, there's enough good managers in Europe. You just have to look hard enough. And if, I mean, it, does, it, it seems to be that if, it, it leads his mind that. If they both walked away at the end of the season, they'd be there trying to sign Pep Guardiola. So. Well, we're either going to be owned by the Qatari people that own PSG next next year or the San Francisco 49ers. And I've got varying views on both of those things. And um, I'd much prefer one than the other, uh, to be honest. But it, um, You read about, obviously, Man City have bought yet another club mm. uh, in, in Troyes, I think it is. And if Troyes win the French League, get the Champions League, they, they and Man City can't both play in the same competition with the same yeah. owners. So it goes to, goes to whoever finished higher in their league. So if, yeah. let's say, Trois get billions invested and win the French League and Man City are runners up to Liverpool, then what would happen? <laughs> I think if you look at some of the clubs that Man City own around the world, so they've got Melbourne City, they've got Girona um, and New York City FC, 
they haven't had resounding success. I don't think that they're suddenly going to be challenging PSG at the top of the league. And I think that it's a weird way that it all works. They've got a team in South yeah. America as well. And it's not like they're sort of pounding their way at the top of their own individual leagues. I don't I'm not sure that will happen. I don't, I, don't I don't think their goal is to... I don't think they want to be in a position where there's, an, there's a disputed... Uh, Head honcho in the city football group. They walk. It's all about the, players. The top, the top of the pyramid were always. They always want that to be Manchester City, right? So they. Do, I don't think they want to be in a position where they've got a team challenging for the Champions League. Yeah. In, in the I just want to, to get out of all these clubs, they've got Aaron Moy out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very expensive time to get a ball Australian who they've sold anyway. So. Well, yeah. Um, we've, yeah, we've gone slightly off the rails from our prediction, but there we go. That is who we think is going to win the league, who we think is going to win the Cups and go down, be top scorer, and how many managers are going to be sacked. Um, when are you guys back with extra time? Is it like the first week of the season, or we got one this week this before Thursday. the season starts? Ooh. Okay, look forward to that. I will be back on Sundays with Chris and Dave and Simon going forward throughout the season. I'm going to slowly worm my way back in there and eventually just kick Chris off and I'll be the host again. Ooh, Premier League, I'm back. I'm bothered now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got plenty of stuff coming up. Uh, the Championship Manager pod will be back out again at the end of next month. Uh, me and Dave, we're trying to get it monthly. You might even get two this month, Dave. Yeah, we might. Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, so if you want to get involved with any of this, you can contact us on Twitter at Man on the Post. You can find me on Twitter at Rossborough1984. If I can remember these, you can find Chris on Twitter at CSingham77, uh, Adam on Twitter at AdamSA101, Dave at CM9798, and James at JamesRowNL. Um, if you get us from iTunes, leave us a five-star rate and review. If you get us from anywhere else, leave whatever you can. Uh, I don't know if you can review us other places. Uh, yeah, until we're back on Thursday of extra time and then the first Sunday show of the season, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Chris. Bye. Goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from Dave. Here we go. Goodbye from James. Bye. And always remember to keep your man on the post.